0: Listen, I did film and television studies at university for three years. I spent hours reading countless books and articles on subjects spanning from film all the way to television. Not a single one mentioned Hugh Grant once. I
1: achieved the hardest qualification across any university or college ever, a 2-1 in history. Let me tell you, the only thing that I learned was that we, as a society, have a history of denying and neglecting Hugh Grant's artistic and cultural relevance, not just in
0: this country, but in the entire world. I met Oscar at a Hugh Grant-themed event I put on at the Students' Union. It felt as
1: though Diggory and I were the only ones there. And we agreed that there was a Hugh Grant-shaped hole in academia. We decided to put it right ourselves. We want to show people that he's an icon in acting. We want to show people he's more than just a bumbling posh guy. I'm Diggory Waite. And I'm Oscar More Gray. And, and this, this is... is...
2: Taking <laughs> Hugh for Granted.
0: Hello there! You're listening to Taking Hugh for Granted, the show in which two friends watch every single film starring Hugh Grant in an attempt to answer the simple uh, and never asked question Are we taking Hugh for Granted? Is this film good on its own, or does it rely on the bumbling Brit for its acclaim? This week, as every week, I'm joined by Oscar Bimor Gray. Oscar, say hello.
1: Hi everyone, great to be here. I'm, I think I'm feeling a bit better than you, Diggory. You, you got a bit of a cold there by the sounds of things.
0: Yeah, and I've got to say, the film... Yeah, I'm, I've got a bit of a cold at the moment, and I was just saying to Oscar beforehand, either people will think this is, you know, kind of like like Phoebe in Friends when she sings Sexy Cat and she has a bit of a cold and everyone thinks it's really hot, or they're going to think, ugh, this is disgusting. I'm literally hearing a man phlegm out of his mouth. Um, so do bear with us, listeners. Maybe I'll have to blow my nose at some points, drink some water, shit my pants. Um, there will be moments that maybe these things happen. Um... But today we're talking about uh, Bridget Jones or Bridget Jones's Diary, and I don't think there could have been a better day for me to be ill. It was just perfect viewing for that for how I feel today. I sat in bed, I felt like rubbish, and I watched. It's just the perfect film for that. But how did you watch it, Oscar? Um, I watched it a couple of days ago. Um, I
1: was I was in good spirits actually, and I came out of the film in pretty decent spirits too. Mm. So I mean, this this film. More than anyone, I think, has a bit of a cult following. So I'm really going to try my best to do it justice. Mm. Um, but there is a lot to talk about and a lot to unpack, I think.
0: There certainly is.
1: Um, I, I just wanted to start, Diggory, with a bit of exciting news that just came oh. through uh, my Facebook messenger. So oh, another, yeah. old, another old friend of mine, I seem to be a fairly well-connected person, clearly, <laughs> um, said to me, uh, Hey, mate, really enjoying the podcast I may have gotten Hugh to listen to it. He is one of my (gasps) best mates' cousins, and I mentioned it to mentioned it the other day. We'll let you know if there's a reaction,
0: mate. No way. (laughs) Oh my god, no way.
2: This could be the
0: beginning. This is huge. So, also, I say this is huge, mate. This is oh god, because people keep asking me. They keep going, oh, and you know, does Hugh know about it? I mean, we've. This is huge, mate. We, we need, we need a, we need, we need a confirmation on something. This is crazy. This I could know. Be our and, in.
1: And, and what a coincidence! He sends me this message literally just as I'm about to start recording this podcast. Yeah, today. this is the first time I've and, heard it.
0: You talk about this.
1: Yeah, and I said, um, you know, I said, no way, mate. That is absolutely cracking. Any way we could get a contact for an interview? Went straight in there. Um, nice. Couldn't have come a better time. And he said, we'll let you know if I hear anything more was just playing golf with said friend and he said Hugh would probably love it. We'll let you know if he gets back on it.
0: <laughs> this is massive. This is massive. Okay, Oscar, this is this is huge. The thing is even even if it's not, we do need to start preparing some interview questions. We are we are the, the ambassadors right now of mate, taking you What for are granted. you talking
1: about? Prepare interview questions. I'm think I've been thinking about interview questions
0: every night while I'm going to sleep. <laughs> that's what we can think about. The thing is, I'm thinking about Hugh Grant but in a different way before I go to sleep. Um so that's fine. But what we'll do is we'll we'll marry those two things and we'll try and create some sort of great thing. Oh Oscar, mate. I want him thing. on. I want him on the show. I want him on the show, man. I want him on the show. We've got to watch oh, we've got to start smashing out Hugh Grant films like know his business. I can't wait to talk to him about The Lair of the white worm. I can't wait to talk, talk to him about the Bengali Knight. I can't wait to yeah. talk about Maurice. I can't wait to talk about about this film. Oh mate. Oscar, honestly, it's too soon. This is all moving yeah, too fast. Yeah, we should
1: Yeah, I know. It's moving a bit fast. You did say it's not a definite, so I wouldn't go shouting about <laughs> yeah, it, which yeah, I've literally okay. just done.
0: So I feel like I feel like I have like been I've been like I'm on a I am i have been on a few dates with someone and I'm suddenly thinking we're gonna get married. Chill out maybe we should talk
1: about the film before we sort of fall over in disbelief and
0: in, indeed let's uh, let's get uh, right to talking about the film and let's have a little word from synopsis Simon
2: Bridget Jones Diary directed by Sharon Maguire and released in 2001 Bridget Jones, played by Renée Zellweger, is an average woman struggling with her perceived imperfections like her age, her weight, her job, and her lack of a man. As a New Year's resolution, she decides to take control of her life by starting a diary in which she will always tell the complete truth. When her charming, though disreputable boss, Daniel Cleaver, played by Hugh Grant, takes an interest in her, Bridget finds it hard to stay away, despite her better judgment. Perhaps Mark Darcy, played by Colin Firth, is a better fit for her. For now, it's Sunday morning. Bridget has woken up with a headache, a hangover, and her boss.
1: Dig initial thoughts on Hugh Grant in Bridget Jones's Diary. Ah, uh,
0: Oscar. It's it, it, it. So the last couple of weeks we've uh, we've looked at about a boy and we've looked at notting hill um and i feel like i feel like this this his character in this is kind of a marriage between the two he's wearing his um shirts well he's wearing suits in this but like unbuttoned top shirt he's got mm. his jacket on and he's got this his hair is great like curtains but like swept back um and his character is sort of a marriage between his The despicableness of his About a Boy character, um, but the look of his character in Notting Hill. Mm. He is so evil. And and just like with About a Boy. He is so evil. He's so evil. He's despicable. Just like with About a Boy, every time he was on screen, everything he said, it's so sleazy and disgusting. And I love it. I love every (laughs) second of it. He's just such. So believable, though, as well. That's the thing though it's so believable I I could I absolutely and what's funny actually is the um director Sharon Maguire in one of the interviews I saw with her she said funny enough it's the closest to how he actually is in real life than any of his other classic rom-com roles which I thought was funny mm. but what do you think about here um
1: I would I would say that this is honestly the peak of his physical look yeah you know We've he gone. Looks so we've, good. we've gone past the almost like teenagery curtain hair mm. um, to a more slick and polished look. Um, yeah. And the cur- that that moment when when you first see him, where the camera just is him coming out of the the lift, mm. and he's just got his perfect hair, cur- sort of behind his ears, and I like the length mm. of it as well. It's very, it's really, very suave. Nice yeah. really nice length, really nice length. And and. Yeah, he plays that good-looking, the bloke that you shouldn't look, fall in love with, but do. Absolutely mm. spot on.
0: Exactly. He, what everything he says, it's it's, it's it's you know it's it's like the words a snake slithering out of his mouth, and they're so disgusting, and they're they're you know he's such a but they're they're quick-witted, and they're they're foxy, they're sly. And you hate it, but like, you hate it because you think this guy, like she says, like when she's writing her diary, epitomises everything that she doesn't want.
3: Resolution number one. Obviously, we'll lose 20 pounds. Number two. Always put last night's pants in the laundry basket. Equally important, we'll find nice, sensible boyfriend to go out with and not continue to form romantic attachments to any of the following. Alcoholics, workaholics, commitment phobics, peeping toms, megalomaniacs, emotional fuckwits or perverts and especially will not fantasize about a particular person who embodies all these things. Unfortunately, he just happens to be my boss, Editor-in-Chief Daniel Cleaver, and for various slightly unfair reasons relating to this year's Christmas party, I suspect he does not fantasize about me. I can't live, living is without you, I can't live, can't get... or maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yes, it's what yeah, I came
0: for. It, exactly Yeah. oh mate, He. it's so good because, and it's a role that, you know, I don't think we've seen before or since from Hugh, it's funny because before this, you know, it. it I think this is him... Going back to his roots when he was doing a lot of TV and a lot of uh, smaller films, going back to being the villain, and and but villain in his sphere of the rom com, so it's just it's a role that he completely takes on his own and he absolutely smashes it. And like you Mm. said before, it's so believable. I was like, it's he's not playing into it too much that I'm like this is a caricature. I'm like this guy is just a full on bastard. Um, and I,
1: I I, personally enjoy watching evil Hugh more than soppy Hugh. Like, you know, the guy really? who just, like, the sort of nice... He actually said in an interview um, about how he enjoyed playing this film because he wasn't playing the nice guy anymore. Mm. And that's just so refreshing to see because the nice guy, let's be honest, is boring.
0: Mm.
1: The wicked, seedy guy... Mm who yeah, who can't keep his dick in his pants is, <laughs> is a better version in my opinion.
0: It's great. And and that's the thing. I think what I think the reason for that is like you say if he's having fun then it translates like on on set, which he famously never does. He hates being on set. He hates acting. But if he's having fun then, we're, then that translates on the screen and we can see that. And that was definitely the case with this film. It was the case with Paddington 2. It's the case in all of these films where he takes this sort of role and he was just delightful. If, if I can just say as well, just before we do move on, if we do, I, about his look, that moment when uh, he falls into the water when they're on the paddling boats and he gets out of the water and he, his, so his shirt is drenched and it sticks to his body his hair is all wet and he's Mm. got his that floppy cigarette in his mouth he is
1: he is ripped yeah i know this is the definitely the best like in physical shape like i was saying he's looked
0: he looks so good i I, honestly i i look as you guys well know i fancy hugh grant but oh my god i've never fancied him so much in my life than in that scene because i kept (laughs) seeing that on i kept seeing that um as a GIF on Twitter, and I kept thinking, when am I going to see this film? I want to mm. know what film this is in. Oh, boy, was I not... Uh, uh, you weren't disappointed. Uh, no. I, as a little young person, sat in my bed today, watching on my laptop, feeling sorry for myself and feeling ill, that was the serious pick-me-up I needed. Ooh, boy.
3: It's, it's
1: stored back there somewhere now, is it, Digs?
0: Yeah, I've made a deposit. Don't you worry about that. Don't you worry about that. I, 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 I actually got the, the uh, link to the website... Made a note of the timing, and um, put that as a post-it note <laughs> next to the uh, next to my bed. Anyway, <laughs> let's cut that. Somebody after oh, some transition, transition music.
4: music. Right. Um, um, mm, 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 mm. Mm. Yeah. I'll do. 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 Good.
0: <laughs> um, let's talk then about another star actor in the film. Renee Zellweger who is an Oscar winner he, she's won of, one, of, one, of, one of your awards Oscar what do you think of uh, Renee's performance in this film
1: you know what this was a refreshing rom-com where the woman character held her own thank goodness and she was she didn't she didn't just hold her own she really she you know she is the film she's the film she's mm. really she's brilliant and um, I mean there was a there was a lot of chat before the film started um before it was aired and stuff and you know they people knew there was a new rom-com of colin firth and hugh grant that she as an american was trying to play the Mm. sort of you know hopeless english girl and you wouldn't i i honestly thought that she was english like i don't know that much about her but english accent is flawless
0: so I went to an Oscar uh, viewing party the other night, and when she won her Oscar for Judy, and she started, she opened her mouth, and she had this Texan accent. I was like, "What? What? What world have I walked into? What's going on? Is she is she acting right now? What's she doing? What's what's going on here?" And so, and then I watched it today, and I thought, "Okay, well, maybe she, you know, it's one of the classic cases. She was born in America, and then you know, went to boarding school in Britain for eighteen years, and then came back. No." She just had an incredible dialect coach and absolutely smashed the accent. I can't believe how good it is. I've never seen such a good accent from a uh, non-English person. It's brilliant
1: There's a brilliant interview uh, with Hugh uh, where he's asked about Rene's accent.
2: How was her British English, do you think? Well, uh, ultimately impeccable, Uh, but
4: I'm not, I mean, it's not to say it didn't go through some interesting uh, stages of metamorphosis. (laughs) (laughs) I seem to remember the read through. The read through we had um, Princess Margaret basically.
0: Um, it was,
2: <laughs> really? That yes, it was extremely posh, uh, posher than
4: anyone liar. I'd ever heard in my life.
2: Um, yeah.
4: What does it sound like? Bit like the Queen's speech.
2: <laughs> my husband and I are <laughs> delighted to wish everyone a merry Christmas. Bit like that. Um,
4: but you know, not bad, just a bit posh. And then um, she tried to take the edge off it, and she's. Sounded great, but um, slightly as though she'd had a stroke. <laughs> she started to get a draw. It's like, that, like <laughs> half a face of her, like,
1: <laughs> As um, English speakers with British accents, um, ten out of ten. Renee.
2: Yeah, I and
1: g- we have to mention also briefly uh, Hugh's little joke. With, about renee at the baftas a couple of weeks ago absolutely yes and one of our fans actually was tweeting about it and got a real she, she got a real following on one of her tweets about um about that
0: yeah i think that was um megan so i think that's megan so check that out shout out to you megan hello if you're listening but yeah and um so if so renee zellweger won the uh I think leading actor award at the at the Baftas, and Hugh came on to present. I think best picture. I think.
4: Well, first of all, well done, Jones.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> that was a very, very silly little dress. I
0: thought. It was. It was. Very, very good, and they had a little cuddle afterwards um, by the side of the stage, which I thought was great. Um, but yeah, just going back to back to her performance in this film, um, I want to pick up on something you said at the beginning of this little segment about Renee, when you said that you were worried, you know. You see another rom com with Hugh with Hugh Grant and Colin Firth, and like we've talked about week after week, is that we're going to get yet another female character who has you know who doesn't really have a personality. Um, especially, I was worried about that when I saw Richard Curtis's name on the, like in the screen pay billing. Man, <laughs> I got a bit worried. But <laughs> thing is, right? Not only is the writing in this film re- is really good, but I there there are a few times when you just think to yourself. I genuinely don't think anyone else could have played that role you you're not running Ze anymore you are Bridget Jones no one ever 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 could do that role the same way that you did mm-hmm. I, I I just think she absolutely smashed it I heard that apparently she put on 25 pounds for it I read somewhere that she went and did um she went and spent a month in a production company and her then and she had like she was Everyone thought she apparently she was really weird. And she had a picture of uh, Jim Carrey, who was her then boyfriend, on her desk. Uh, That's jokes that people... she dated Jim Carrey. Uh, yeah, I know. But, 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 like, as as Hugh Grant says in plenty of interviews, he's like, she's as mad as a chair, what he said one. Oh, no, that was who said that about... Um... Uh, Emma Watts, uh, Emma Thompson. No, he, but he does say that uh, Renée Zellweger is. Absolutely she says she's crazy.
1: mentally unstable. That's how well, there, he described her in in an Oprah Winfrey inf- interview.
0: Well, there we go. And I think Jim Carrey, as we all know, is absolutely bananas as well. But I just think this role, she just, it's just perfect. She's just perfect for it, and she absolutely smashed it. it I, at no point did I think that's Renée Zellweger, and she's, you know, I, I, I was watching someone who was acting. I was, I forever since i saw this film for the first time when i was a kid to now i've just looked at that and been like that is the truest account of this story that we could ever see i just think mm. it's a great great performance
1: and and hugh hugh and bridget well hugh mm. and bridget
0: hugh and renee <laughs> yeah. um
1: have a, a really good chemistry on the screen i'd say
0: yeah i completely agree i completely agree i mean it's not often that hugh doesn't have a good chemistry with his co-star uh, at least on screen, but, uh, <laughs> but look, I... I, 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 I love
1: the bit when when, when Bridget um, is sort of resigning from, from the office.
4: Well, I just think you should know that, um, Simon. you know, there are lots of prospects here for a talented person. Yeah, would. just give me a minute, will you, Simon? Thanks. Right hope boss man. Lots of prospects for a person who, uh, you know, perhaps for personal reasons has been slightly overlooked professionally.
3: Thank you, Daniel. That is very good to know. But if staying here means working within 10 yards of you, frankly, I'd rather have a job wiping Saddam Hussein's arse.
0: We all met with Saddam Hussein, a name that I haven't heard in so long. I know. That just yeah. shows, that shows the date,
1: the date, how dated this film is now. Yeah. 19 years ago, this film. I bet that's making some of you
0: feel old. Yeah, man, certainly making me feel old. Um, but, yeah, can't praise her enough. What a performance. Look out the window. Look out the window. Look out the window. It's you gone in a prayer.
1: That That's perhaps a nice, as you, as you often say, a nice segue
0: mm.
1: to uh, talking about another character in this film, um, Mr. Darcy, mm. Colin Firth, yeah. who... Talking about Richard Curtis liking to uh, cast people who um, have absolutely no character or personality, um, don't say anything, and somehow <laughs> we're meant to like them. This is our um, guy, but in a man form this time. Oh, my God, I hate this man.
0: Oh, mate, I'm so glad that we have got round to this. What a shit. I, did, I, I mean, look, I was just... Because at first, I was like, right... She meets him at the party and he's just really, like, closed off and, like, horrible and weird. And I was like, okay, well, eventually he's going to turn around and we're going to, like, love him. And I was waiting and I was waiting and I was waiting waiting, and the credits rolled. And I was like, what? We- he never got a personality. He never stopped being a grumpy b- bastard. And I never fancied him. What? What's going on there?
1: I don't know. I honestly don't know what it is because I think that there are... M- at the time, clearly, that's something we can't connect to, is that Pete. Go- no, everyone, the world was swooning over mm. Colin Firth. He yeah. said in an interview that he didn't. You know, you know the line where he's like, "I like you very much, just as you are," which is yeah. seems like an obvious thing to say when you like someone. But yeah, yeah, he said he said in an interview that he was absolutely amazed by the impact that that line has had on people, and it's one of the lines really? that people. You know, when they see him in the streets, etc., come up and say, you know, that is, my, you know, that is what I think about when I think of Colin Firth. Um and Why do? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I just don't see Colin Firth as this like sex symbol that a lot of people clearly do. I mean, you like you put Hugh Grant and Colin Firth next to each other, and there is just there's a there's one clear winner all the way.
4: And as the runners and riders head for home with three furlongs remaining here, it's still neck and neck between Mark Darcy riding Colin fur from the Red Hat and Christmas Jumper flannels, and Daniel Cleaver in royal colors sitting gracefully atop the beautiful stallion, that is Hugh Grant. Wow, what a horse he is. Flowing locks, stunning presentation, and the physique of a true champion. And here they are approaching the final fence and oh, I say, Colin Firth has unseated Mark Darcy and he's down and out. What a calamitous mistake right here at the end. The bookies were saying beforehand that Colin Firth lacked character in big moments and had the personality of a fish. And he really has quite literally fluffed his lines here. And as they approach the finish now, there's one clear winner all the way. The one and only Hugh Grant. Who runs away of it, and who will write his own chapter in the diaries of horse racing history? It's going to be victory for Grant by a country mile, and poor old Colin Firth is back there caked in mud with cuts all over his face and his wiry hair sodden from falling in horse shit.
0: Look at it. Look at like this film. Yes, Daniel Cleaver, Hugh Grant is a is a maniacal sexist pig right and he's a horrible horrible man but put that next to you know boring boring fart face like who he wears
1: just... who wears bad Christmas jumpers
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but I I and I know, but the thing is as well is is and I this is partly perhaps Collins uh, fault and partly the fault of, of the director and and you know stuff like that but he plays it so dead like he, I feel like his face stays the same shape the entire way, and his voice stays the same as well. And I actually I like you just the way you are. Like, but his face doesn't move, his mouth barely opens, and you just think, well, I'm not. And I'm, I, some of his lines, you know, are quite funny and quite quick and maybe quite cute. But I don't feel any of that in how he says it. It's like mm. it's like he's reading it off a teleprompter and just mm. and like completely deadpan, like he's a, t- okay. like a TV reporter. I'm not falling in love with that.
1: Yeah, at the end, like the very end of the film where he walks out he reads reads Bridget's diary and he's and she's written all these horrible things about him ages ago. Then he walks out into the street in the snow classic. And then <laughs> and then um Bridget runs after him and then he's like got the he What it turns out that he's just gone to buy Bridget a new diary and he's like, I bought you a new diary. And yeah. then they get off. <laughs> and that's the end. And you're like okay.
0: <laughs> yeah I know it's like what, right I mean can I just say first off what a play if that's serious then fair play to the guy I mean he, he goes out at what it must be late in the evening finds a shop just around the corner where he knows he's going to be selling a diary like a lovely one that looks almost exactly the same as well like ring bound diary and he's like oh I was going to get you a new one to fill it out I mean I mean look again as I say fair play to the lad what a play but the yeah. way that's meant to be the crux of the film. We're talking about the crescendo, the big moment. I know.
1: I know. And I think you know what? I'm 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 conscious that we're gonna be getting a lot of hate for hating on Colin Firth. Yeah. Because yeah. you know and I for example, I know my mum fancies the pants off Colin Firth. Yeah. So we're gonna be getting hate from our core listeners, which is our middle aged mums, I'm afraid. But I yeah. can't get behind it. And Hugh is a far better actor, I think, in my opinion, than than yeah, Colin here. And look, also, we're just going to hit on Colin because, like, to create that.
0: that well, look, look, rivalry. The, we, Colin Firth and Hugh Grant are from the same mould. They're you know posh, uh, you know suave British actors who play are in a lot of these kind of films, right? They're from a similar generation. Actually, do you know what? I think they were born a day apart. I don't even. I'm not even joking. Which Long is kind of mad. Brothers. In in every interview I've seen, they kind of like spar off each other and like mm. kind of have little digs at each other. In this film, they're literally put head to head. Who do you think I'm going to back? Who do you think I'm going to be like? Oh yeah, I like that guy. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I am like Colin Firth. I don't want to. I mean, I was going to say some really horrible stuff, but look, I look, guys. Don't get me wrong. Love who you love, That's great. But for me, Colin Firth is now and forever our pantomime villain. We are. As much as I am a Hugh Grant fan, I am a Colin Firth hater. <laughs> but I mean,
1: I guess that leads us on perfectly to we actually have a physical altercation in this film, which is the fight scene, which is a brilliant, brilliant Hugh Grant scene. You can't, you can't beat it. Like, th- like you said, these two people who have never in their entire lives had a fight. The, the closest mm. they got to a fight is probably an arm wrestle in like year six <laughs> break <laughs> <laughs> yeah and <laughs> now they're alone. going
0: toe to toe
1: yeah they're going toe to toe in the middle of the street mm. uh, throwing haymakers at one another <laughs> ow, ow,
0: ow. Whose side are we
3: on, Mark, Mark? Obviously, he's never dumped Bridget. Some naked American. And he said he liked her just the way she is. Yes, but he also nicked Daniel's fiance and left him broken. Good
0: point. It's a very hard one to call. I'm
3: so sorry. I'm so oh, sorry. It's all right. I'm sorry.
0: What I do love about this though is that they both talk about this in the interviews and stuff. Is that apparently they did, you know, they had their like fight stunt coordinators were like, okay, so you know we're thinking about maybe doing this for the fight scene and stuff. And then, rightfully, Hugh was Hugh and Colin were like, look, we are two middle class, you know, posh blokes we've never been in a fight in our lives. There's no way we'd be throwing, you know, like a right hook, then a left hook, then you're going under like that. He also did the, when he was pretending to be the stunt coordinator, he did the voice from the gentleman, which I loved, Hugh. But he was like, you know, they usually say like, do a right hook, do a left hook, do all that. And he was like, no, 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 no. The way we would fight and the way we have fought in our own lives is scrappy. We don't know how to fight. It's rubbish. And that, you know, the only bit in the the fight really that uh, has any sort of, I wouldn't say classed it, but when they throw each other through the the window, that's Mm. kind of, I mean, kind of like a spectacular fight scene of Hollywood. But the rest of it is just your bog standard fight that you see outside a pub.
1: And to be fair, Hugh deserved to get punched in the face.
0: Mm. It's not great. Not going to
1: bat. Sorry, Hugh.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, in this film, you, you fully deserved it. But I'm not going to lie, at the same time, when you played Dirty and when Hugh gets the dustbin lid and smacks Colin over the head with it, I, I, I was clapping. I was, you know, because... A round of applause. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I was just happy to see it. That's for all the times that, you know... Well, that's just basically for being Colin Firth and unfortunately being born around the same time and being an actor like Hugh. Taking he for ground, Ed. Taking he for ground, for ground, Taking you for granted. What did you think, lads? Were they taking you for
1: granted? Diggs, Bridget Jones' diary. Are we taking you for granted?
0: Oscar, I think for my money, we are not taking you for granted. I think Hugh Grant, like we said earlier, he is devilish, he is dark, he's seedy, he's sexy that's great. It's a Hugh Grant we we love to see, and he's having fun with the role. We're having fun with the role. Renee Zellweger, as I said before, she is Bridget Jones. Incredible accent, incredible performance. It's just she completely made the role her own. Yes, the film has Colin Firth in it, bleh, but otherwise, I just think it's a great film. And it def- and like you say, it's a cult film. It defines. It it really is. It's a it's an institution in its own way. So I would say Hugh Grant is part of a really is a of a good film. That's yeah. So we're not taking you for granted. What about yourself? Ah, uh, I'm not quite as gung ho for this
1: film as you are. Mm. If I'm being completely right. honest, um, I came away from the film a little bit with slightly mixed feelings. Um, I think Hugh's I think Hugh's character is a lot more um, is is fun and engaging, and I and and I liked it more than mm. his, the sort of soppy. Uh, lovable characters that he plays in some of his other films yeah but it's just having seen hugh's brilliance in stuff later on in his career and some of the other slightly uh left the field things that we've watched there's part of me that's just like "Mm, i know that you can do a little bit more than this Mm. but having said that i still really enjoyed the film in general um and like you said it's this is an institution in many people's lives. So, you know, people are talking about Bridget Jones still. Um and of course you we got we we can't forget this it was a book as well. And mm. and of course there was a second film as well. And Bridget Jones's Baby, which is also a cracking film by the way, if you haven't seen that. Uh, oh really, is it good? <laughs> Yeah, Bridget Jones's Baby is oh, fantastic. Sick. You should you well, should go watch that. I think it's I, on, I think that's on Netflix as well, so you. Can, I will.
0: Um, well, we're gonna have to watch the second one because obviously Hugh's in this, so I'm sure we'll get around to the third one at some point. Yeah. So, so do we have a, a definitive answer from you though on whether Hugh is being taken for granted? I'm gonna say
1: no. He's not been taken for granted. Okay. Like, for for the reasons you said, he, he's yeah. really. You know, I love how evil he is. Um, mm. You know things like saying telling straight up lying to Bridget about the fact that Colin Firth cheated on his uh, with his (sighs) wife when it was the other way around. Only evil people would come up with a scheme like that.
0: Yeah I love it. Perfect. Well that is another episode in the bag. Um, Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much as always for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. I do apologize again for my voice Um, and yeah and my sniffling but it wasn't too bad i what i only shit myself twice
1: (laughs) and and fans out there tell us what you think about bridget jones because you know some of you you've got some very loyal listeners out there uh who say they love say say they love the show but you know i want to know did you did you like our opinion did you hate it is there stuff we could improve
0: um yeah follow us on uh twitter instagram you know where to find us we're just search up taking you for granted and you'll find us on the various uh, places there Um, just want to say thank you once again listener we love you just the way you are thank you so much cheers guys hey
1: For copyright reasons, the producers of Taking Hugh for Granted would like to state that this podcast is in no way associated with the actor Hugh John Mungo Grant, nor does it endorse his views or represent him in any
0: way. Hello everyone who stayed for After the Music, you, you cheeky saucy devils. Oscar and I are still here. Oscar, I'm going to put something to you. Did you spot in this film... Um, Mr. Fitzherbert, or should I say, Mr. Pervert? Did you recognise him by any chance?
1: No. Was he the was he the fat he guy, it, the policeman in The Lair <laughs> of the White Worm? Are you kidding? Yes,
0: he was the policeman in oh, no. The Lair of the White Worm. He's the one that yeah that gets chased around by oh, Peter Capaldi. That is absolutely fast. Yeah. I didn't realise that, mate. He does have quite a distinctive mm. face. And then I, suddenly I, I looked at it and he and it's the bit when he looks at Bridget's boobs and then she's like oh that's Mr Tits pervert and i was i was like hang on a minute i know you mate i know you <laughs> So Hugh and Mr. Fitzherbert have shared uh, shared the stage before. So if you haven't, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you haven't seen it already, go back and listen to one of our episodes, The Lair of the White Worm, I believe it's episode two, and you'll know everything that we're talking about and you'll learn about the chase scene. Check it out, it's a great episode. And you'll hear about the origins of Mr. Fitzherbert, or should I say Mr. Titspervert.